Grab your sunglasses and a floppy hat. We're back for more adventures and inspiration. Let's talk travel. Yes, welcome back, everybody. It's Nick and Gareth here having a chat about all things wandering. Nick, you're looking tanned, you're looking relaxed. When did you get back from Spain? Um, only a couple of days ago. And can I just say what a treat it is to see you face-to-face? I know. Actually, first time we've done this face-to-face, which I like. I like it. Yeah. I wish I did this more often. Let's dive into the debrief of Spain because you've only just got back. Which airport did you fly into coming back? Bristol. Right. Nice. And travel all smooth? No luggage drama? Are you asking this on purpose? Well, no, because you said there was some drama and you haven't told me what the drama was. So I would like to get to it. Well, let's just, let's just kind of, this is a bit of a self-flagellation thing now because this is a travel podcast and and I've botched up traveling to the nth degree, even on a little trip to Spain. So I'm embarrassed to, I'm going to just talk about it. So (laughs) we go to Spain Hurrah, big group of people. We go with Kath, who's like super organized, and she told me which flights to get, and she booked the transfers. So for the first time, I'm on holiday. I don't even have to look or think. I just go up to do what Kath tells me to do. Brilliant. So we get to the airport to come home. Everybody checks in. Hurrah. I go in with my two girls. We put our boarding passes in, and he says, oh, your flight, you left after an hour ago. We've missed our flight. How did you manage that? Oh, because I'm a complete idiot. What, had the wrong time in your head somehow? I think what happened was I was told we're heading back in the morning. Oh, the so transfer will leave the airport at X time yes. and you've gone brilliant. We're all on the same flight, obviously. Yes. And we went. Because I booked the morning flight, but they'd booked the later morning flight. So, And I hadn't had the sense to check that with anybody. No. So I, I'm, I'm, I was, anyway. It is perhaps the worst thing that there is no one to blame but yourself. Well, you know what? that's really interesting you say, G, because I have been thinking about it since, because it's like it's going round and around in my head, thinking, uh, you know, I couldn't blame the airport. No. I couldn't blame anyone else. There had been no mistakes except when except you looked in the mirror and said this me. one. Yeah. <laughs> and also, there's nobody else to help you out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm if I'm at home and something breaks down, I either ask my lovely dad or I ring a plumber or, or something. Yeah. And this, I said to the airline, can you then get us onto the next flight? And, you know, with well, like a wobbly chin. Yeah. And no, it was full, apart from right. one seat, actually. And so it's all down to me. So what did you do if the next flight was full? Well, I got te- I got my one daughter on the next flight. She was thrilled. Off you take it. Leave us behind. You go. Save yourself. Save yourself. Yeah. Ironically, and no, I won't go into that, but anyway, <laughs> she, no, well, we, we tossed a coin. I'm only telling the story because I know she doesn't listen to the podcast. We tossed a coin <laughs> to see which of my daughters would go. Right. Daughter A won the toss. However, <laughs> Charlie said... No, you can go, Tess, because... She gave up her place She gave on up her place plane. because she said, Mum, I don't think you and Tess would have got through the wait together at Malaga Airport. That's maturity. That's, That's when you know your daughters have grown up when oh. they're giving you a bit of psychoanalysis to say, I'm doing what's best for you. Indeed. <laughs> and so Charlie, dear Charlie, who sacrificed the flight, and I waited for 13 and a half hours in Malaga Airport. 13 and a half hours? Because not only did we have to get the next flight, which was several hours on, sure. it was horribly delayed. So the actual flight that you weren't supposed to be on, but were desperate to get on. Yeah. And then, so we got home at 20 past five in the morning 
I had to get up at seven for the dog. So uh, it wasn't good, Gareth. It wasn't good. However. Did that ruin the entire holiday? No. <laughs> good question. I have thought about that myself. Would we have been better staying at home instead of going? No. I did think about it because it did have some effect. But no, it didn't. It didn't ruin it for me. And it didn't ruin it for Charlie either because I did ask her that. <laughs> Do you regret all of these decisions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm trying, I've, I feel like now I've, you know, unburdened my soul. I don't need to talk about it anymore. No, but it must have, because we're only a few days on, but obviously it takes a little while to process that whole experience and the trauma of, so it's good that you're in a place where you can talk about it without screaming, I think. Yes. I would obviously have hidden the whole thing from all humankind, but there was all the others checked in and were You couldn't pretend me. it didn't happen. Where are you? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm in row C. Which row are you in? <laughs> yeah. You're not actually on our flight. What yeah. a disaster. Yeah. So there's no hiding from, and it's shameful. But I, it has taught me a lesson. I will never do that again. But what is the lesson? Like do what again kind of thing. It's you're just saying that you perhaps didn't pay close enough attention and we're a bit swayed by the group logistics that were swirling around you kind of thing. Exactly. But it's not like you did something wrong, wrong. You can't oh, say... stupid. Well, it? I know, but does it just... Next time you're just going to be extra anxious about triple checking the time on your flights. Yeah, but I've just flipping checked <laughs> Check once would be I a step forward. <laughs> I mean, I've travelled. I've travelled a bit, haven't I? And I've never <laughs> missed a bus, a train or a flight <laughs> ever before. It's just take responsibility for myself. And those who are with me. That's all. What? Because um, I'm just thinking on the apps, most airlines I'm using have an app these days and it sort of sends you little helpful push notifications saying your flight is in X days or whatever. But were you on EasyJet or Ryanair or what were you on? We were on EasyJet. Their apps are pretty good, aren't they? They are pretty good. But gee, if I'm on holiday, I don't want to have Not looking at my phone. Yeah. no. Because it's <laughs> the one week of the year that I'm not checking it. So... <laughs> However, one should have checked. Putting the return trip disaster to one side, let's talk about the rest of the holiday then. How did your Duolingo hold up? Your Spanish kicking back in? See? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Actually, no, because you try and talk to people. Yeah. Like, Charlie needed some paracetamol or something, so I went in and asked for some... You ask in Spanish. What's Spanish for paracetamol? Uh, well... <laughs> I think we found the problem. Yeah, yeah no. Tienes, that's have you. Yeah. Paracetamol. Right, of course. For example. <laughs> no, that's not a very good example, but I did go into the shops and order stuff, try my best. Yeah. And like we're ordering ice cream. So I ordered those three flavours in Spanish. And then she goes, here's your change. You know, it's embarrassing. I know, but at least you're trying, I think. Oh, I know, but it's no good, is it? Now, you were travelling in a big group of people. How many altogether? Uh, 18. And before you went, you said that there was like a couple of group dinners booked, but the rest of the time fairly fluid kind of thing. Did you get any time to yourself or was it always surrounded by a lot of people doing stuff? No, it it was lovely because in the day, in the morning, whoever wanted to go would kind of go for a boardwalk walk, as in walking along the boardwalk for about, you know, an hour, stop for coffee, hurrah. <laughs> so there was only two or three of us that would do that this mornings. And then Charlie and I would go down to the beach because we like to sit under a shade and listen to the tide coming in and, you know, <laughs> and all that, a bit of breeze, but a sea breeze. Yeah. 
Whereas Tess and lots of the others like to be at the pool. So Because it's a different vibe completely, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we'd have like a picky lunch. So me and the girls would have lunch together. And then sometimes we went out, just the three of us. And sometimes the big gang of us went out. Nice. So it was nice. It worked really well. What was the weather like as well? Because it was during that really hot bit in the UK kind of thing. Did you? And obviously you're down this bottom of Spain, which is hot at the best of times. And you're not really built for the hot weather. I don't we? know what you mean by that. Well, you, your pale alabaster skin. Nice. Alabaster. <laughs> stroke blue. Yeah. No, it was a bit hot for me. Yeah. If truth be told. But the beach was bearable because of the tide. And as long as I'm near the sea, so I keep hopping in and out of the sea, I was Just fine. keep that body temperature down. Yeah. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of Fanta Limons went down. And a lot of sangrias went down. Was sangria the drink of choice? Go to drink. Let's have another jug over here, please. Yeah. Please. Oh, por favor. Por favor. See? <laughs> Fluent. Yeah. So whilst I've been in Spain. Yes. Where have you been, young man? Uh, I have just got back from a quick trip to Prague, the capital of the Czech Republic. Which, just in case we didn't know that. <laughs> just pointing it out on a map over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but which was lovely, actually. It's been a, a long time since I've been to Prague, and so I wasn't really sure what I was getting into. Uh, but it turned out really well. It was a great trip. Highlight being an amazing hotel, which always makes oh, a trip, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're staying in the Andaz Hotel in Prague, recently opened a couple of months ago. And Andaz, do you know them? They're part of the Hyatt group of hotels, so part of that global brand. But Andaz is their sort of boutique luxury brand. Oh, right. So it's like the luxury end of the Hyatt experience, which was good, I, which is right on for me. That's exactly what I was looking Absolutely. for. Absolutely. <laughs> What do you think makes a great hotel an amazing hotel then? I know, it's the thing, because it's beyond ticking the boxes Mm -hmm. of saying, am I paying a lot of money for this, obviously. But it's, you know, and I was thinking about this at the time, it's sort of little bits of thoughtfulness that sort of indicate that they're thinking of the guest experience kind of thing. And it's not even things that you think you need. It's the things you didn't realise you need until they gave them to you kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so I think that's the bit go... This hotel knows what they're doing because nice. they're making me feel good without me even asking for it kind of thing. Nice. <laughs> what about you? What would you th- look for in an amazing hotel? Um, I think that level of something you'd never get at home, mm. you know, that little bit of extra. I just think it's to feel luxury, isn't it? That's what, that's what you want, I think. Yeah, it feels like a treat to be there yeah. somehow. Like, yeah. Just to be in any room, if the room is gorgeous and, and you're like, you, I love those places where they have really... A, an abundance of beautiful flowers in the foyer and things like yeah. that. I love all that. Yeah. The smells and and I, and I and I like I like a staff that actually smile as they walk past. You know, if you've got if you I think that's that's nice. I just think rather than have their head down. Oh, that's a crappy example. Like, no, but I know what you mean because it, 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 you do tend to get it a bit more with smaller hotels because you tend to you, you're there for a few days. You see the same staff on different shifts, and you know if they can actually say. Oh, nice to see you again, kind of thing. It's just like exactly. it makes you feel seen and welcome, and you know they're happy you're there. Kind of absolutely, thing. Yeah. and and you know when you get the little tea and coffee basket, yeah, in your room, I love a nice biscuit in there. I know a biscuit goes a long way. It goes I, well, a long I tell way. you what, in this hotel in um, Prague, the welcome fruit basket, fine. Whoa, stop right there! I love a welcome fruit. I know, basket. right? Delicious. 
but also some a little welcome tray of chocolates made by the hotel and they were sort of like wafery kind of white chocolate fruit flavor things so delicious oh i'm bringing some home for did me not last try. five minutes they no. did not last five minutes before i was woofing those down they were, oh delicious <laughs> well win a prize can you see the difference between me and you you've got a welcome fruit basket and homemade <laughs> chocolate biscuits i've got a packet of biscuits in my tea and coffee tray oh lord i'm not living the right life i'm sure but did you like prague itself Oh, I really did. It's such a beautiful city. And the last time I was there was the middle of winter, which is picture postcard perfect time to visit because it's a really nice old city. You know, it's all so almost, it's a mixture of Gothic and different sort of architecture. And so lots of roofs dusted with snow kind of thing, which is fairly perfect. But this time summer and still great. It's such an outdoor lifestyle. Everyone's eating outside, drinking by the river. Couldn't ask for better. It's honestly like the ideal city destination. Oh, nice. Because a few years back, it was hen do's and stag do's. Yeah, well, I guess, it, you know, it's actually quite a few years back, isn't it? Because yeah. it was probably just when it started to be possible to visit and opened up a bit more and they were sort of encouraging people to... And it was super inexpensive and people went and got totally on the lash kind of thing and it's not that anymore obviously you didn't see any of that i think that uh we might have seen a hindu or two you could obviously do that anywhere i guess and it's not as inexpensive as it was obviously it's now you know part of the european union and so things are a bit more equivalent to everywhere but it's, it's not an expensive city you don't get that sense of you know it's, it's still an affordable place to visit i would say well you sold me one of me because i've never been so i'm definitely gonna go you'd love it honestly yeah. you'd love it one of the things I wanted to mention was that because uh, my sister Lisa got in touch and she was listening to an episode where you were talking about being in charge of the kitty in Barcelona. And so Lisa was suggesting, oh, you should be using one of these amazing apps that she always uses kind of thing because she swears by them. But I was using one of those apps in Prague and it didn't really go well. So I wasn't sure if maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Right, well, let's start from the beginning. First of all, I didn't know that you could do that. How does that work? There's a few different options. I think the one I was using was called TriCount. So the people who are on the trip, you all have the app and you create a shared trip or whatever. And then anytime someone spends something, you just add it to the app. And it then keeps track of who owes who, what kind of thing. And if, say if you're a group of 10, but five of you went off and had dinner and decided to split the bill. You can still add that to the trip, but you just select who gets oh, to share in the cost. Oh, that's good. It, it's really clever technology. And so at the end, you can see, oh, I owe you £10. Uh, you don't owe anyone X. You know, yeah. So it's, it takes all the guesswork out of it kind of thing. However, it didn't work for you. Not so well, no, because we said, all right, we're doing this. And so, and like on the first night, I paid for the dinner or whatever. So I put that, you know, dutifully into the thing. And then we sort of stopped using it and oh. people were paying for things and then not paying for things. And then by the end, I feel like I should ask someone for money, but then I'm not going to ask anyone for money, obviously, because that would be too awkward. So nobody's so. paid you for the first dinner? Well, but I kind of have a feeling maybe it worked out over the course of the next few days, but I'm not really sure because we weren't using the app anymore kind of thing. But then I had the opposite experience on a trip to Ibiza. I was there with a couple of friends and we used an app and we were better at using it. So we're putting everything in and it got to the end and it was, you know, it was clear and made sense that my friend David and I, we both owed our friend John some money kind of thing. So then I asked him for his bank account details like three times at least said, oh, give me your bank account. I'll pay you that money that we obviously owe you. 
and he never gave the account details. So then you stop asking. So it's like, oh, so what was the point of all that? Like, then I feel guilty that... Yes, I, I wouldn't like that. I don't like owing. No, that's, 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 but what am I supposed to do? Well, you just hold tight, I guess. But what happens if one day when you're right on the end of your tether and you've got no money left in your account and then he rings you, panic, G, panic, I need that money you owe me. Yeah, remember three years ago yeah. when... Is there is there a statute of limitations on money owing? No jury in the land's going to convict me for that, surely. I don't know. I don't know. I think I feel that about, you know, Charlie, my girls say every time I say, so I gave birth to you, so yes, you can jolly well make me a cup of tea. They're like, when will that stop? When will Never. you stop using... Never. It's the ultimate trump card. I think so. Uh, my yeah. vagina has been ruined. Oh, can we not? That's, oh, that's not nice. Oh, now, sitting in front of us, and this isn't a visual medium, so no one's actually going to be able to appreciate that, but I'm quite excited about what you've presented on the kitchen table today. Talk us through it. Well, listener. What happened was, I've been having a bit of a tidy up, because that's summer holidays, school summer holidays, that's what it's for. And um, I've got a basket where I put everything I read that I think I'm going to go there one day, like 10 best boutique hotels, 10 best walks in the UK, 10 places to take your dog, all those things. Yeah. And... um, so I just rip them out and stick them in this basket. This is a wicker basket rammed with yes. ripped out bits of paper, magazine articles. Indeed. Travel inspiration, if you will. Travel. It's definitely travel. Um, anyway, I was tidying it out and I must have been on a bit of a low moment because I picked it up and chucked it away and I thought, well, let's be honest, I'm never going to go on these things. I can't afford to go on. Nobody's ever going to pay for me to go on these things. Chuck it away. So I, lucky you didn't put a match to it. Just like burn that. I know. This, incinerate my dreams. I know. <laughs> well, that would have been quite... But anyway, so I put it in a recycling, walked away, sat down, got myself a coffee, and suddenly panicked and thought, oh, no, I need those things back. So I got them out of the recycling, put them back in the basket. Well, I'm not quite sure how to tackle them, but maybe it's a bit like a lucky dip. Can I pull a few out and just see what... Because also, how, what's the period of time that you've been collecting these? Because obviously, the things that you're interested in can change yes, over time. So what true. appealed to you five years ago may not hold the appeal anymore. Well, that that is quite interesting, isn't it? But I would have thought that they'd be very similar. Should I dive to the bottom or... I, I, yeah, only because I think I might have started with whole papers. So I... Yeah. There could be... Yeah. All right, here we go. What's that say? This is from the Weekend Magazine of the Times. Oh, I know you don't like me reading the Times I'm not judging you. I just don't think Rupert Murdoch needs your money. I'm going to start listener. That's fine. Uh, this is sofas arranged by the fire in this old coaching in there. This is the best winter pubs in the UK. There we are. How fabulous is that? Best winter pubs in the UK. Oh, I mean, you've got a map. You've got a camper van. You've got a dog. You just work you your way around pub. those, All don't you? you? What? And I always think winter pubs is about a fire that you can sit by with maybe a hot toddy. A red wine. Yeah, true. A bit of glue vine or um, oh, no. vin No, what country are you living in now? <laughs> true, sorry. I'm just... Keep up, bring yourself back off the slopes. It's red wine or it's a nice... A nice whiskey with a bit of ice. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And the dogs are obviously sleep by the fire. Obviously. You've got your muddy boots on because you've hiked in from the I car park. Know. and. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have gone for a walk and then I would have looked at the menu and I would have chosen something hearty and filling 
unwholesome. I'm looking at some of the places that these pubs are in. There's Oxfordshire, gets quite a few. Edinburgh is up there. Cumbria, Somerset, Yorkshire. Almost any part of the UK, I guess, is what they're saying. Lincolnshire's here. Yeah, apart from sunny Wales. There's hardly ever any in Wales. Wales has got great winter pubs. I know, I know. Maybe that's what we should do. We should get, somebody should pay us to go round and just be reviewing the best winter pubs. Hurrah! Let's make that happen. All right, I'm diving into it again. I'm getting another article, seeing where your travel inspiration has taken you. Ooh, easy cycling guide. Oh, that wouldn't be me. There must be something on the other side. <laughs> I've only got half of it. It's the best something. <gasps> we could just make that up. <laughs> but I think it must be something about, oh, it's, it must be the best cycle trails. It's from gentle riverside paths to trails beside the sea. Try one of these beautiful countryside rides. Yes, and I'll tell you why that appealed to me. Where was the last time you were on a bike? Don't be rude. <laughs> I have got a bicycle. Where, is that they're flat. Yes. That was the pull for that. It was non-taxing cycle rides for people who like the countryside or something like that. I like. I don't like to be huffing and puffing up hills. No, it's not the, the hill stage of the Tour de France, is it? No. No, no I want to go flat or slightly on a decline. Dis- decline? <laughs> just, I just want to go downhill Down all the way. <laughs> to that wintry pub with a fire in the dog. Yeah. And I'm imagining the dog sitting in a basket in front of me. However, I don't have a bike with a basket and the dog's never been on the bike. I'm so. not sure he'd stay in. I, I mean, he, no. it's a while since I've seen young Dougie, but he has grown substantially and he's also got a lot of energy. I know. Maybe I need one of those backpacks you stick them in so they just <gasps> their heads come out. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that is good. I mean, some of the location... Oh, there is one in Monmouthshire, actually, they're suggesting. Somerset, Kent. These are flat places, aren't they? Lincolnshire. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Norfolk. 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 Underrated would, Norfolk, I think. I'd like to go to Norfolk. On a, like, a boat. I think Nor- Stephen Fry's got a face in Norfolk. Does he? And Prince Charles must be up there somewhere because... Oh, he's always there. He loves it. I remember reading a story with Stephen Fry who said something like, Oh, we met at some posh do, and he said, Oh, I hear you've got a place up by me, Steve. And he said, I'll call in. He said, Call in any time, Your Majesty. And then one day, Stephen Fry's having a big night out or something, a big night at his house, lots of friends over. They wake up in the morning or oh, just a day for coffee and hangovers. Yeah. And there's a call. Oh, hello, it's Prince Charles's private secretary here. Would it be all right if he popped in in 20 minutes? 20 minutes? Listen, I'm, Could you imagine the scramble? Could you imagine? I'm trying to get a brush through that hair. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to get the hoover out pretty sharpish, wouldn't you? Yeah, apologies. Those details might not be correct, <laughs> but it's somewhere like that. Prince Charles, notorious for dropping in unannounced, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm rifling through again. I've got staycation... My top five hotels in Britain, according, again, the Times, honestly, we're going to have words. Sorry, it has got quite a good travel section, which is one of the reasons I get it. And also very UK focused, this basket, isn't it? Well, I think you'll have a pre-dog section Uh, and a post-dog section. I'm sorry to bore everybody with a dog, but once you've got an animal, you you know, you're a bit limited, aren't you? No, you are looking for dog-friendly vacation options, aren't you? Yes, I think further down, it's the Maldives, etc. Yeah, because this is Cornwall, Somerset, Suffolk, Sutherland. Where's Sutherland? No, I'm not sure that's a place. Harland Bay, where's Harland Bay? Yeah, that's a good question again. I need to Google some of these. All right, I'm going deeper this time. What else have we got? Oh, my God, there's whole Sunday editions in here. I know, that's you might have to, that's going to take you too long. All right, here we go. This is... Autumn Gardens. Yes. Now, is that is that really old of me to think 
Well, that would be quite a nice few weeks out to go and look at the most... The 20 most beautiful spots to visit now. Ah, nice. In autumn, I guess we're talking about. I mean, it, no, I'm not going to say that that... Oh, I can see the brow. I can see the furrows. <laughs> You're just... being snotty about that. I'm not. I love gardens. And I just think... You'll go to hell if you lie on a podcast. You know that. Well, I think a lot of people like gardens and I think we should celebrate that. (laughs) You are awful. All right. On this list, you've got... Oh, some of these names. Whitewick Manor in West Midlands. You've got Colston Fiskaker in Devon. Oh, yes. I remember that one. See, what I've done, Gareth, I've got a big map of the UK, which I could show you if if you had any interest in that. pins and strings. Post-its. Yes. Post-its, little post-its on all these places that I'm going to visit. All right, I'm going to find one more and then we're going to stop. Do you think people are going to just get fed of appearing in wrestling newspapers? <laughs> it's like a lucky dip, though. I find it quite exciting. And also, I think it just gives you such a, an insight into your decision-making process when you're booking your holidays. Do you think everybody should have a basket? I, well, I'm not sure I'm recommending it. But, <laughs> but it's whatever works for you, isn't it? Whether it's a Pinterest board or a wicker basket by the bedside table somehow you've got to be constantly looking at where your travel inspiration might take you and where you're next going to be booking, isn't it? Yes. It's like people have a wedding board, don't they? They do. Well, not me personally, but no. did you have a wedding board? Did I have? No, I didn't, of course no. not. Although I did have, I said what I did have was a birthing plan. When you what go, a mood board for the birthing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what was recommended in the antenatal class. Was it? Was that everybody has a birthing plan, so... If you, you which music would you like? Mm. And what would you like the midwife to talk to you or stay quiet? Would you like your partner to rub your back or just stay quiet? These are all good questions. Very good questions. And when I, when I was giving birth, I said, would you like to see my birthing plan? And the midwife said, bugger that. Bugger that. <laughs> pretty much. She did pretty much say, but I think she actually said, no, love, there's no, you're all right. Let's just get the baby out, shall we? Let's <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you love the honesty of a maternity ward nurse. <laughs> Just spread your legs, sweetheart. We're going to get on with this. <laughs> Speaking of travel inspiration and planning ahead, what's, you know, we're putting Spain behind us, obviously. We'll never speak of it again. What is next on your agenda? Well, sad to say, G, I haven't got any plans. Right, okay. It's the first time, I think, in my life. Nothing booked in? No. You know, I'm just trying to get myself on track yeah you know but financially that's so dull isn't it but just, emotionally, emotionally just emotionally back on track beyond that. <laughs> but i just think i think i'm gonna wait until i'm yeah you know. well you've just got to feel it in your soul kind of thing and i also think it on a serious note yeah i think if you don't if you go on holiday and you're a bit short mm. it stresses you right out no totally because if the budget has been stretched to get you on the holiday in the first place you then don't feel relaxed enough to st- everything becomes a stress then. No, I yeah. totally understand. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait now and then plan something. Hopefully for um, I'll skip next year. That's the first time I've not done a holiday. Skip next year and then plan a big one for the year after. Wow, you're really planning it. That's India, it. right? India 2024. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Middle aged woman in India Eat, with a rucksack. Eat pray love style. Yeah. Oh, I love. I love that. I love that book. How could you not? How yeah. could you not? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, only obviously I don't look as good as Julia Roberts. She has a lot of help. Does she? Because she looks like she's very natural to me. And it's the secret, though. That's what money gets you. She's got very good mouth, hasn't she? Structure. Just the bone structure she's working with, I think, gives her an advantage over the rest of us. What about you, Mr. 12 Holidays a Year? Where are you going next? Well, okay, well, I'm not sure this counts, but next I'm going to Dorset, uh, to Studland Bay, the leading naturist beach in the UK. So I've got a couple of days there just in time to coincide this trip with when the water companies have discharged the maximum amount of sewage into the beaches of southern England and all beaches have been closed because of the pollution risk is when I choose to holiday at Studlin Bay. But <laughs> Is that true? I'm not even joking. I'm not making that up. Oh, that's gross. Really gross. I mean, why this country wants to swim in its own shit, I do not know. But that's where we're at and that's who we voted for. So live with it. Oh, shame on them, <laughs> So when you say, is the whole holiday naked? No, 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 no. It's just because it, you know, where Studlin Bay is next to sort of Bournemouth pool, I've got like a airbnb little place for a couple of days and i'm gonna be driving into studland bay if the weather's nice because actually the, after having weeks and weeks and weeks of really hot baking weather when you'd want to be at a beach it's now kind of gray and misty and cold so it's not really beach weather anyway but anyway, that's what i'm doing next but it's just normal place it's not like a, a naked naturist festival or anything it's just, no no it's, it's just normal. a beach yeah but it's just a beach it's just a beach Quite a long way to go to get your kecks off. Uh, well, that's kind of on the way from here because I'm heading back to London from here. So I'm going to get the train down to Southampton, pick up a hire car, drive to Bournemouth, sort of, or whatever that place is next door. And then I'll get the train back into London after that. That's very straightforward. Nice. I just think at my age, I'm not sure I could go to the beach from the hotel or the Airbnb, pack a bag and think, right, if I've got everything, I've got my purse, I've got my phone, I've got my towel, I've got my bathers. Oh, no, I don't need my bathers. I know, right? That's weird, isn't it? I don't think it's weird at all. I think it's joyous. No, I can't. I can't so get liberating. No. no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about it, Gareth. It's got to be said. Although in Spain, we'd had a little bit too much to drink one evening. and You went skinny I'd... dipping the pool? No, oh. nearly. Right. We came back, and Lynn's my lovely sister, who whose apartment is on the pool, like, you know, poolside. two steps or poolside, well done. She said, right, come on then. I said, oh, God, let's go for a swim. And she went, no, it's a bit late now, Nick. She, you know, it's a bit late. And also they have quite strict rules in those apartment complexes they about do. the pool closes at 10 p.m. or whatever the rule is, and they do take it quite seriously. They do. However, I was ignoring that for the evening. Rule breaker. Rule breaker. And Lynn said, right, no, I don't. I said, oh, come on, Lynn, come on. And she was, let me just go and get you a... She went in to get me towel, sploosh splash, I'm in, fully dressed, shoes on, everything, swim to the other side. Right then, <laughs> and walk back to the apartment. She must have been furious. She was like, she's not with me. Yeah. I've never seen that woman in my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. On that note, that brings us to the end of this episode of Wondercast. Oh, well, it was a treat to do it face-to-face, lovely. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah, okay. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. So nice to see you, to hear you, to have you with us, <laughs> to listen to us. I'm sorry. And um, have a good week, everybody. Don't forget, get in touch if you can. We'd love to hear from you at GTB London. That's Gareth's Twitter. And please do get in touch. Okay, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>